0: Honestly, I didn't think we would ever get here. Here being the the start of baseball for 2020. Yes, I get the fact that these games are gonna be only 60 and they're going to be without crowds. Not happy about that at all. But at least for this year, it's better than nothing. So for tonight here on the New Directions podcast, I realize the season has already begun in other areas. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it has yet to begin in Kansas City. It will do that tomorrow. So I thought I'd use this edition of the show as the annual baseball preview. I had it on the old show last year. I'm gonna try it for this for the podcast this. And we'll see what happens, and hopefully, we'll have some fun with this finally. A little bit of normality, boys and girls. Baseball is back, and we're going to talk about it tonight, starting right after this. Terry Runyon here from the New Directions Podcast. Wanting to remind you once again that I have my own Facebook page for this show. It's the New Directions podcast at RKC70. It details features that I will be sharing on the show, some that I've shared already, and gives you opportunities, if you so choose, to suggest some things to talk about along the way, too. So please take a moment whenever you're on Facebook and stop by the New Directions podcast at RKC70 and have a look around and I hope you enjoy what you see. I was hoping that when <clears throat> excuse me game number 7 would have come along in 2014 especially I would have been able to see these guys sing the National Anthem in person at Kauffman. No such luck, though. They did do this in 1985 before game number seven. You know what happened after that. And and before I get into this, let me say the following. When I worked as a photographer in 2012, 13, and 14... One of the first things we were told was every bit of activity stopped when this music got started. The music I'm referring to is the National Anthem. Here to sing it, my buddies, the Oak Ridge Boys. (sighs) That, my friends, is how it's done. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Oak Ridge Boys with our national anthem. Well, here we are again. We are are back and ready for yet another baseball season. It is a season that will be unlike any other. Unfortunately, there is a virus to contend with. And unfortunately, this said virus has divided families pretty much all across the country. The one thing that I think that the Yankees and defending champion nationals were able to do tonight was to try to get back into some semblance of normality. I don't know whether... History will say they were able to do this or not, but that's another story. The games are going to be set up to where the East plays the East, the Central plays the Central, the West plays the West. For those of you that are National League fans, sorry to say, the pitcher is not going to back this year. The, the DH will be universal, and there'll be some other rules that I'm sure the baseball broadcasters will share with us over the course of this season anyway. I thought for this first segment, we'd take a look from a historical perspective, at least, as to what kind of a sport baseball actually is, and what kind of a difference it can make to people at very, very... Uneasy times. Bob Schieffer, when he hosted the show Face the Nation, talked about how baseball is the greatest sport of all. And I'd like to go ahead and go into this portion first of all. I guess Bob was a baseball fan and and may still be. I was not totally aware that he was, but I wanted to share with you some of the commentary that he shared during the years he hosted Face the Nation, especially when it came to baseball. First of all, about how baseball is the greatest sport. Bob, take it away. Take it away as soon as we do a commercial. Three, two, one... There we go.
1: Finally today, I love college football, especially TCU football, and I like golf. But when people start talking about golf as if it were some religious experience, I say not quite. That's why we have baseball. And the Just Ended World Series is the latest proof that baseball is the greatest game of all. Boring, too slow for today's fast-moving culture, you must have missed the gut-wrenching experience that kept so many of us up so late this past week. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks, which is why most sports jokes are about baseball. Ever heard a tennis joke? I don't think so. No two baseball games have ever been alike, and this series was no exception. One game was like a picture painted by an old master, all beauty, skill, and perfection. The next, like an old Abbott and Costello movie, Little League eras, the manager calling in one relief pitcher and another showing up on the mound. Another game featured a hapless third baseman who became a goat when he dropped a pop fly in the third inning and then became a hero when he won the game with a mammoth home run in the 11th. I say all this even though my team, the Texas Rangers, came within one strike twice of winning the whole thing and then lost, but that's baseball. Like life, it's not just the winners we celebrate, but the losers too. Mighty Casey didn't hit the game-winning home run. He struck out, but we still love
0: it. As we still love our heroes. Bob, thank you very much. He has some other wisdom to share with us here. And I couldn't agree with him more that the game is very definitely the best there is. There, is another, there are another couple of, um, another couple of comment, commentaries that he shared about the game, and I'd like to share them with you right now. First of all, he talked about that commentary, incidentally, was from 2011, when the Rangers and Cardinals had their World Series. This one talks about the field of miracles and lessons. Bob, once again, take it away. As soon as we get five, four, three, two, one. There you go, Mr. Schieffer.
1: The Secret Service may be dominating the sporting news, but let us not overlook a more reassuring sports development. Baseball season is off to another wonderful start. To those who speak of golf as a religious experience, I say no. That's why we have baseball. So I was delighted to read in the New York Times yesterday that not only have others seen the lights, so to speak, but New York University is offering a four-credit course taught by NYU's president, John Sexton, called Baseball as a Road to God. Some criticize the game for being slow, but Dr. Sexton told the Times that it's slowness allows us to notice the specialness of life and even what may be beyond. Well, of course it does. To me, baseball's great lesson is how to deal with failure. In baseball, as in life, even the best fail more often than they succeed. The 300 hitter fails to get a hit seven out of 10 times. But baseball teaches that over the long season, if you put your daily losses aside, go back to the ballpark the next day and play the game right, you'll win your share of games. Baseball also produces its share of miracles. In case you hadn't noticed, the Washington Nationals are leading their division. And yesterday, Phil Humber of the Chicago White Sox pitched a perfect game. No one reached first base. And the most amazing of all, last week, 49-year-old Jamie Moyer of the Colorado Rockies became the oldest major league pitcher ever to win a ball game. It is worth noting that after each game, Moyer thanks the home plate umpire if he thinks he's done a good job calling balls and strikes. Another lesson that goes beyond the ballpark.
0: Agreed. Bob, thank you very much. He also had some insight behind, and I'm going to use this one as the final one for this segment, the power of Jackie Robinson's number 42. Bob, one more time, if you please. Just a second. There we go.
1: Today in every major league ballpark across America, every player will be wearing number 42, Jackie Robinson's number. Because today marks the 65th anniversary of the day that Jackie Robinson stepped out of the Brooklyn Dodgers' dugout and became the first African-American to play in baseball's major leagues. They called it America's Game. But until Robinson came along, only some Americans got to play at the top level. A Brooklyn baseball executive named Branch Rickey changed that because he thought it would be good for the game. He knew there would be fierce opposition, so he picked Robinson to break the color line not because he was the best player in the old Negro League, he probably wasn't, but because he thought Robinson had the character and the courage to withstand the hatred the first black player was sure to face on and off the field, and he was right. Some of Robinson's own teammates refused to play alongside him, and opponents were unmerciful. But Ranch Rickey was as good at judging character as he was at judging baseball talent. Robinson endured the hazing silently and went on to be the National League's Rookie of the Year. It was good for the game, as Branch Rickey had hoped, but more than that, opening sports to all Americans made us a stronger and a better country. Looking back, baseball commissioner Bud Selig called it baseball's finest moment. Let us never forget why 42 was just a number until Jackie Robinson it. 42. Jackie
0: Robinson. Bob, thank you very much. You had a lot of insight with regard to this game called baseball. And I'm very much appreciative of this. This is the kind of game that, as I said at the Open, can bring a lot of normality to every single one of us. We're going to play on the other side of this break some highlights from movies, some of the most special moments in baseball from the movie standpoint as we get ready for the opening day for the Kansas City Royals tomorrow. This is here on the New Directions podcast, and we'll be right back. Ours is a strength like no other, born of grit, determination, endless resilience. It's a physical, mental, emotional strength. It's about character, purpose, possibility. But one thing is perfectly clear. They're strong, then there's Kansas City strong. For more than 180 years, Kansas City has faced countless challenges and powered through each to embrace a brighter day. Across our city and in every corner of our community, you are coming together by staying apart, showing your strength and solitude. Now is the time to dig in and do what's necessary. Today Kansas City Strong is our battle cry. Show us your strength Kansas City. There's Strong. Then there's Kansas City Strong. Visit us online at kansascitystrong.org. To start this segment, here's Buck O'Neill. As soon as we get done with a commercial, hold on here an extra YouTube commercial. One for you. Just a second. Yeah, really. Fine. Here we go. Buck. Take me out to the
2: ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crack a jack. I don't care if I ever get back. Root 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 for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame.
0: One, two, three strikes you out at the old ball game. Raised oil. Buck, it is all for you, my friend. You really You really brought a lot of class to the game. And you're from this area which makes it even more special to me. I want to take you through a couple of legendary scenes from a couple of movies. One of them, the natural, the other, of course, Field of Dreams. To, To hopefully get us enthused for something that isn't going to be doomsday. As I have been saying on this show since the middle part of last season... Life goes on, and so do I. And so will I, my friends, when I'm watching the Royals and Cleveland Indians play tomorrow. Some of you might have watched the Yankees and Nationals tonight. It's time we let life come back in. Painstakingly slow though it is, we need to get it back. My catchphrase for this show, Life goes on, and so do I. And we are going to start going on right about now. Here is the home run scene from the 1984 movie, The Natural. They're going to have that here in another six seconds or so. Just a second. Here we go. No, we're going to do another six seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. One of the greatest movie home runs of all. Take it away. Pitcher stepping in. Roy getting ready to bat. Roy Hobbs was a typical ball player. He would not let anything or any injury get in his way at all. Fastball from the left-hander, lefty against lefty. I'll kind of give you my own brand of play-by-play, and then let the music do the rest. Pittsburgh's pitcher's ready to go. They're all in suits, as as they were back in those days. Here comes the pitch that means the most, and there's a drive to deep right field. For those of you who may have seen the movie The Natural, this is where he hit the lights. All of them. The Bat Boy's loving it. I have not seen this movie very much, but where in football are you going to find a moment like this? I realize people are football fans, but I'm baseball guys. This was one of those scenes that you just do not forget. <clears throat> now, the person who I think said it the most about the game of baseball. He has become one of my favorite actors of all time, largely because of this speech. He played Terence Mann in the movie and in my view, this movie is still the greatest of all time. And I want to run this field so badly sometime. There's going to be a game later this year. It was originally going to be the Yankees and White Sox, but due to revised rules, they wanted to make them all Midwest, so it's going to be the Cardinals and White Sox. Either way, the field either way, they're still going to play. On that field, the greatest speech of all time about the game of baseball. I'm turning things over to James Earl Jones.
1: All right, all right, all right, this is fascinating. As soon as this, the,
0: this guy goes the the absolutely nuts, he he's uh, out of his I'm mind. We uh, I'm not we got no
2: choice.
0: James Earl Jones. It's all yours.
2: I'm not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door, as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course. We won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. But it is money they have, the peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. They'll walk to the preacher's. Somewhere along one of the baselines. They sat when they were children. They cheered their. everything.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. This season, as I've said, is not going to be like any other. But I really believe, and and I believe similar to this in 2001 when the attacks happened at the World Trade Center... And in Washington, D.C. as well. People relied on sports to take their attention away from the very bad news. Obviously, we won't be able to go to the games this year. I don't like that at all. But maybe as we watch the games, we can sit back and realize that life very definitely does go on. And we can understand that there are other things in life to talk about besides the disease. Besides the virus, I should say. Baseball has marked the times for a very long period of time. It's all about baseball in KC with the KC Royals, it's fun for you and me. From Jose, oh, can you see? To the final call of strike three. It's all about baseball falling, Casey. And I am very much looking forward to being able to see games that count. Finally tomorrow night I am and I'm also looking forward to finally getting being able to go back to the stadium next year we'll see what happens baseball season has begun it's going to be about 60 games but it's my prayer that we'll take the time to enjoy it i look ahead to tomorrow and final thoughts are next next edition, we're going to stay on the music scene here on the New Directions podcast. In Kansas City Magazine recently conducted an interview with local musician Erin McGrain. And I'm looking forward to hearing, reading what she had to say in this recent interview. Going to share it with you tomorrow night as our main story here on the New Directions podcast. May baseball do this year what I know it was able to do in 2001. Give us the distraction, give us a chance to realize that there is still life out there. And we still have the opportunities to enjoy life. Albeit not as much this year because of the stay at home ordinances and whatever. But at least we can watch it on television and still be entertained. May this baseball season be a perfect example of what I've been trying to say here on this very show. Life goes on, and so do I. So will I, too. And with that, that's going to wind things up for tonight's edition of the New Directions podcast. Thank you for being with me, as always. See you when we talk about Aaron McGrain tomorrow. Until then... This song was a seventh inning, I beg your pardon, a sixth inning song in 2014 for both the Royals and the Giants. I'm not going to go there tonight, but I love this song. I love the message behind it. The group Journey provides the words to get us out of here tonight. Here they are with Don't Stop Believing.